that's the worry with hypnotherapy, yeah. isn't it? I was worried that you can never, never snap you out of it. Mm. You were just act like a chicken on a trigger word for the rest of your life. It was in Sheffield in the 80s. They had a lot of making people do silly pretend things. to get in a bath or have sex or, you know. I always worry they're still going around now and yeah. never been brought out. <laughs> <laughs> Masturbating when anyone says the word tomato. <laughs> <laughs> Can't go to Pizza Express, right? <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 23 of I'm Fine, a chat between myself, Damo, and the most ripped person I know, Mark. Good old days. No. Yeah. We'll get back there. We'll get back there. Look at you. (laughs) Made made that chiseled out of marble. Look at the state of it. Chiseled out of (laughs) (laughs) Play-Doh. It's a chat around the subjects of health, wealth, well-being, fitness, sport, conspiracy, mindfulness even, a soupçon. Yeah. A fofbok. Feet on floor, bum on chair. Got it all covered here. We're all work in progress and this podcast is no exception. In short, it's a poke at our perfectly imperfect lives. And if we can make just one person feel like they're not alone in all this madness, then our work here is done. Coming up, in one of stretch, we've got bookmarks and apologies. Uh, my mum's found out what apple water is. God bless her. What is it? <laughs> Come to that. Okay. I'm going to spill the beans now, <laughs> am I? Um, work-life ballet, um, our personal health and technology Mm. Uh, going to touch on wearables and in drop and give me 20 uh lifting a lot down the second in our series of three workouts you can do at home this one will be squats yeah i do like a squat you know i'd never used to but i really like them i think because i like the feeling i have after them exactly do i do I mean? if we're going to jump to apologies i do owe you apology from the thursday before last do you those split squats i've done with about three clients afterwards and i've said to all of them the first person I did this with, <laughs> then I did like 16 on each side and then holding for 30 oh, seconds. Yeah, that, so, yeah, we've... Those, I mean, like, yeah. I think I pushed you a bit too far, so did apologies. You? Yeah. Did everyone suffer like I did? No, I, I cut it back to... Oh, right, you just did that for me? Oh, oh, is that what you mean? You, you were the only it? one that I did it for, yeah. <laughs> so that's my apology. I'll take that. I feel quite good about myself. <laughs> um, how are you? All right? Yeah, good, thank you. Okay, next. <laughs> Got nothing to add. <laughs> not. Um, I'm fine as well. So there we go. Move on, right? Yeah. I'm fine. All right. Bookmarks. Cornwall. I've got three bullets under 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 Cornwall. Yeah. First of all, um, jam and cream. I can imagine the inbox is going to be plenty full. Burgeoning. Oh yeah. I can just hear my sister-in-law going off. I don't think she listens to it anyway. So no. just the fact that I, I'm definitely a cream first, and there's a reason for this. <laughs> What? Not one that makes sense. <laughs> Were you a jam first? Yeah. Because oh, we're really, really because are different, aren't because we? Because I'm sane. I think it's jump. Well, yeah, it's jump exp- first. Okay, explain the sanity of that. Well, there's even more insanity. I have butter first. So I'd have a double fat. So I'd, this, is, this is not about fats. This is just about... The, it's about fats and sugars. Of course it nothing. is. What? Cream is... Cream and butter are fats. Yeah, and then you have your that. jam. What's that got to do with the order you put it on? Okay, so imagine a jammy dodger. This, yeah. Jam in the middle of two fats. Yeah, this gonna the whole debate about. Imagine a Swiss cream. I can imagine or, all. Or, the, I can or imagine a golden crunch. Imagine okay. golden crunch. Right. You can you can Fries mention any crunch. food stuff, and I'll be able to imagine it. Right, okay. I can do that. I have, my mind can stretch. Okay, so my my view is that <laughs> the, you have butter on your scone. Don't tell me, call it a fucking scone. <laughs> You're going to, aren't you? Uh, scone. Yeah, I'm definitely a scone. Uh, yeah, so I would have butter, and then I'd have jam, 
and then the, load the cream as much as I could to get the biggest tower of cream. Do you have trouble getting a tower of cream on a sliding mound of jam? It's quite a loaded question because you can see where I'm going to go with this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just trying to reverse it. Imagine, no. imagine yeah. this, right? A sea of jam. No, don't imagine that. No. Just your your scone. Yeah, lashings of butter, as much butter yeah, as you yeah, want. Right. right? It's yeah. not about how much you've got. Of that. And no, no one's butter. judging here. No. no one have whatever you want. Yeah, okay. And then a nice, good, big dollop of cream, but with the just don't just hear me out. Go on. But you make a slight indentation on the top of the cream, so it's like a a bed. Yeah. Right. So you're going to get a you, pool of jam. <laughs> I think how much jam you can then put in that almost that creamy cup. Mm. Yeah. Okay. That that's my. So it's, why is it's your sister-in-law who doesn't listen to this? Because she's be Cornish cross? and she goes crackers when I say I say that I put okay. cream on first. But I just think it's a physics thing for me. It's not. I don't really care how any. It all goes down the same way, doesn't it? It really doesn't matter about the order. Mm. Whether it's fat. What do you mean? Because the. It's it's literally it does not matter. It's let, like saying I have crackers on top of my cheese. It literally doesn't matter, mm. does it? Do you let baked beans touch other foods? Or do you have them in a separate pot? No, I don't have them in a separate... We have people, places do that. Yeah. Didn't the Crafty Egg do that? Have a separate pot. Yeah, they just wang so. it all on... Yeah. No, no, they didn't. They mix. Some so where are you do. with this? Are you just pointing oh, no, out and making an observation? In, I don't want to start getting into food. I think baked beans on top of potatoes is okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, move on. So that's number one, Cornwall. <laughs> No, jam and cream. Um, my mum, mm -hmm. she texts me. In, no, she no. lives in Cornwall. Okay. She texts me after this. She, she loves our podcast. Mm. Hi, mum. Sorry about the swearing, mum. <laughs> She's all right. <laughs> I'm a big boy now. I can, uh, yeah. I can swear. She texts me and said, I found out what apple water is. I went, brilliant. What is it? Yeah. And and she went, it's water <laughs> that has had apples in it. And I went, oh, I, yeah, that's kind of where we got to as yeah. well. It's basically just apple flavored water. So. It's basically diluting the smoothie that we talked about. Yeah, pretty much. It's water that has has had apple near it. I mean, you might. So, yeah. it's, you, I don't even think it's a thing. I mean, it's a thing in terms of. But it's been created to, to explain not, how you, there's some water in a smoothie because you couldn't just have water, could you? Imagine no. if on the ingredients no, people it's go had, outrage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm spending three quid, and some of it's water. Yeah, but in effect, yeah. it is. Yeah. Shout out to Adam on this. All right. Um, I haven't heard from him from a while. And he said, you'll like this. And he sent me, do you know, I think in America, I, I might be wrong on this, but we get a lot of correspondence from America, so I'm sure someone will tell us. <laughs> I think I've plugged that before, haven't I? Um, I Actually, think, it was only the last episode. We haven't mentioned America. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, I think there's 32 different forms, basically, of sugar. But right. it can be called 32 different things. Okay. And I saw a cookery program the other day, or I saw I can't. I wasn't watching a cookery program. I either heard on the radio or saw something on TV, and someone said they were making something like we're making sugar-free waffles, and they said, "Here's the recipe: instead of sugar, use golden syrup." <laughs> <laughs> Priceless. Like, yeah. That's shut funny. up. Yeah. But yeah, but why Adams? Uh, the thing that he sent through to me was good. That um, invert syrup was one of the things. That's another name for sugar. Invert. invert. What's that? No idea. We're Should we look it the, up? That, yeah. Go on then. We're saying on the last one about just people coming up with um, names for things. But the interesting thing was that they'd done it on a font and they turned invert upside down. Uh, and I thought, you've gone to some effort there. But we need to know what invert syrup is. Um, it's an edible mixture of two simple sugars, glucose and fructose. So fructose is fruit sugar, isn't it? Yeah. So it's basically sugar. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. But all oh, invert syrup. It's almost like anti sugar, you know. Sugar's nasty side. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. It's rubbish, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I've got ducks as my third bullet point. Why have I got that under Cornwall? Um, the thing we said about lockdown. Go on, then. Well, no, 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 no. We were saying that you can... You can have, yes. With your partner. No, go on, say it. You can have sex with your partner, but you can't play tennis with them. Yep. And in the same article, it said you can shoot ducks, but you can't feed them right. under lockdown too. And like I said, I'm not strictly... That makes sense. So you can go out, so you can go out hunting? Yes, you can go out hunting, yeah. But you can't go out... You could th- feed them. Yeah. Yeah. I like it though. I like the mm. idea of it. Okay. Police and gym. Yeah. Just on the on the subject of lockdown. The reason this made me cross, firstly, I didn't send you the whole video. No. But for those people who don't know, a gym in Essex stayed open in lockdown too, against the government guidelines. So only within the last two days? Yes. Right. And this is very interesting that the, 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 the legal standing between law and guidelines... And one of the things that's being used now is, have you heard this thing? It's it's for some historical law and the person says, I am a living woman or I am a living man and right. do not recognise these laws or something. There's some, I think there's some legal loophole that people think that these fines won't be enforceable. And I think it's along the lines that the government can't basically suddenly go, no one can use a gym. I think there's a, ch- a legal challenge to the oh, legality okay. of just someone. Because if you took that to its natural conclusion, yeah. that the government could say, you must not eat, it's against the law. <laughs> Do you know what yeah, I mean? Okay, it's, yeah. it's a, it's a, Basically, the, you're free. You're, you're a free person, so yeah, there are certain sure. things. And so this gym, and, and the video had, I, I counted 12, evidently there was 13 policemen, yeah. not social distancing, uh, three police cars hammering on the door mm. and saying to this person, are you the owner of this gym? And she said something along the lines of, you know, I'm a living woman and under, you know, whatever this particular oh, thing is. Right, okay. And he said, are you giving me, are you going to give me your details? And she said, she just repeated it. So I think there's like a, a okay. bit around, just keep repeating it. Okay, right. And he said, well, I have no, for, you know, I'm now going to take you in because I'm assuming that you're the owner of this gym and you'll be liable for a fine of £10,000. And there was 10 people working out in the gym and evidently they are, all going to be fined for working out in the gym. Okay, not the owner. So the people the actually know the owner as well. She oh, okay, was so the, she was the owner, but she didn't state that she was. But they knew she was. Right. So she's now been taken. And what I wanted to raise, and we haven't really done much on COVID, and we haven't sort of apart from our little masks. But there was two things for me: twelve or thirteen policemen. Mm-hmm. Just just think about that. Think of everything that's happening in this world. And 12 or 13 policemen got in three police cars going, yeah. we need to drive to a gym mm-hmm. because there's a woman who is allowing people to squat and bench press. Therefore, we will need 12 or 13 of yeah. us yeah. to sort that situation out. Mm. And compare that to everything else that's happening. And what I did on my Insta story was the protests in manchester about the students a load of fences have been yeah. put up and they, well, they decided spent 11 grand on it yeah and hadn't really discussed it hadn't no. really told them what they were doing no. or why they were doing it so so the students i listened to the students have a protest and this um woman that was was sort of leading the students had a megaphone and was saying blah 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 blah. we don't want this so they smashed the fences down yeah. and the university apologized and i'm thinking okay so you've committed criminal damage, a lot of them, right or wrong, all, all there was hundreds of yeah, them, was, yeah. not social distancing, yeah. but you've got 10 people in a gym. Yeah. And the point I wanted to make this is that under the government's guidelines, 15 people can meet indoors 
for support group activities. Yeah. So the definition of support act in the guidance was things like mental and physical health. So it was things like... Uh, That's bere- covered there and then, right? Yeah. Men- mental and physical well-being, yeah. Yeah. But the second thing I wanted to make out was that one of the, th- the reasons we can't play football on a Monday night is that we don't come under the heading of elite sport. <laughs> so someone said to me... <laughs> well, the how- truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How come the Premiership is playing... For- you know, how come all these people are playing football... Mm. But I can't play tennis with one of the Because they're well good at it. Yeah, because they're well good at it. So obviously COVID isn't going to affect superstars. (laughs) But if you think of the actual logic, so you can have 22 men on a pitch, tackling each other. Well, hugging each other after a goal now. All that. Whereas I can't be 30 metres away from someone playing tennis. So that's why I was saying in the last podcast, lockdown two to me feels that people are actually questioning the legitimacy. But I want to take this one step further. And this has only just come up. So under elite sport, the government, the authorities have decided what's elite sport. So my athletics track is now shut. So I can't run around a track in the open air. Well, even on your own? Even on my own. The track has to shut because it's not elite. If I was an Olympian or elite, I could. But you do train with... I train with two people in in the squad. They're They're not there at the moment. They they were GB runners. Yeah. Yeah. So they could go down there and train. Yes. And if I was an elite coach and training them, I could go down with them. What makes you elite? Well, in in your, in your, okay. So what's happened happened is that in order, because I actually was going to say on Monday night, if the definition of elite is being top of your game in terms of, you know. Because they go age, because I was thinking age group. Yeah, I could go. Well, I'm I'm top twenty in the UK for my yeah. sprinting, so yeah. that's fairly elite. You're elite for your age group, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And then you get into semantics. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they've said what elite is. So for football, they have said elite is Premier League, Championship, and divisions one, two, and then the next two non-league divisions are okay. seen as elite. So basically, anyone who's sort of semi-professional or above yeah. is considered elite, which means the league are going to continue playing all their games yeah so all these people can continue earning a living but once you get to a certain level you can't do the same activity because your standard of football isn't as high now that's ridiculous yeah if it's about disease control it makes no difference whether you're you know david beckham ronaldo or someone running around on the sunday league it's still 22 people on the same area of land however they have to have rules i guess so this Saturday is the FA Cup. And for those not in the UK, 25% of our listeners who don't live in the UK, the FA Cup, big football competition, oldest football competition in the world, but it starts off with people that don't even play football for a living. It's basically, isn't it an affiliated FA? Yeah. You you can basically not be footballers, you but can... if you've got an affiliated club, you enter at round mm, one. Yeah. There are certain leagues, isn't it? Certain... Yeah. You can go to the level of basically you don't even get paid for you playing be, yeah, football. Yeah, you could be an amateur. Yeah. So you could have another job, just play it at the weekend, yeah. train in the week, play yeah. the weekends. And, and yeah. so these non-league clubs have gone through the, all these. And so when it when they mix with the league clubs, I think there's a certain number, I think it's around 15, 20, will get to the first round proper, as it's called. Yeah. And that's today. And someone said, but they're not elite. So they're not allowed to oh, play right, football. right. Um, and so how are we going to have an FA Cup when a number of the you've teams... Got one, you've got one team that can, one team that yeah. can't. So do the the, the, the the higher team get a buy because the other default. ones aren't allowed to play football? The guidance states they cannot so, operate as a team. So the FA have got round this with the government 
in a very clever scientific way. So they've just said, doesn't matter, just play. Right. So the guidelines oh, are. Lovely, isn't it? So going back to my gym, if you were in a gym yeah. and you're an Olympic weightlifter, yeah. you're allowed to lift weights. So if that gym theoretically was full of Olympic or elite yes. level yeah. lifters, so only the owner, if they weren't, yeah. <laughs> would be the one getting fined. Yes. All the others would be allowed. Would be... No, she wouldn't be fined because she would be able to run that because oh, she, she would can. obviously. So she could stay open for elite. Well, she would be a coach of, a, of an elite oh, group, grief. wouldn't it? Yeah. But the point I'm saying about the gym is that the government have said, because the FA Cup is a national institution, <laughs> we'll let people who who on Friday weren't allowed to play football no, can play it on Saturday because it would be taking the piss if they couldn't because it would mess everything up. So surely the people look in the gym... Look how silly we'd look as a government. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At least to their bloody worries right now. So it's, it's almost like if elite is a movable feast, oh, how, yeah. do, how do we not know the people in those gym were, you know, yeah. of national qualification? I don't know. And that's why I don't think lockdown two is lockdown one, because people are looking at it and saying, you're just taking the piss. Yeah, big time. Doesn't make sense. It doesn't. My daughter had to break through a barrier in a supermarket to get raspberries because they had distinguished between essential and non-essential items well, in terms of the fruit. The mango, the raspberries. Out, they... No, no, but behind like plastic screens. But so they had the fr- they had the raspberries there behind screens. But you were allowed to take not them. put them out. Well, I don't know. Maybe they'd been out and then they okay, just gone, right, you right. can't have these. This is what you could have So they've been defined as non-essential now. Yeah. And the mango. So it was the more glamorous of your Honestly, fruits. Apple, pears and bananas were there to a penny. And, and, and tropical zing, because that, that comes yeah. under apples and bananas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, um, wedding reception. Mm-hmm. You sent me a picture of your mum and dad's receipt for their wedding reception. Oh, yeah. Do you want me to describe what I've seen? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you sent me a receipt dated 23rd of June, 1958. Yeah. For, um, is it a hotel? What is it? Frogmore Street. You need to look Frogmore in the very store. top left corner, because this is oh, relevant. Oh, there it is. Sorry, the ha- Okay, so it's the Hatchet Inn. The Hatchet Inn. On Frogmore yeah. Street in Bristol, which yeah. is still called the Hatchet. Yeah. Don't know whether it's an inn still. I think it's just a pub, isn't it? Yeah. These days. So it's where your dear mum and dad had their wedding reception. Yeah. Where did they get married? don't know. Filton, I think. I don't know. Okay. I should know, really, shouldn't I? I just found this. I was sorting out some of my stuff after going through my dad's possessions. And I just I just thought it was interesting how times have changed when there's a lot of programs on the television about, you know, arranging marriages and the average cost is 24000 or whatever it happens <laughs> oh, to be. yeah, yeah. Um, and so this was the... And I, it was also cute that this is on a piece of paper and typed. It's just like... No, proper, proper letterhead, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And, and all the, the typing is not quite consistent, so the commas are like too dark. Do you know what I mean? There's too much ink the on the commas. The full stops are big, aren't they? They are big full stops, yeah. <laughs> so wedding reception, 21st of June. So the buffet was for uh, 44 people, and it cost £12. Mm. Prices have gone up since then, haven't So they? it's 44 persons at five, is that five and sixpence? Five and sixpence is just under 30 pence. <laughs> right. So... So a third of a pound for people mm-hmm. that aren't in Britain. Um, and the next one just got me. I, went, I, I guess <laughs> yeah. this was done on what was actually consumed rather than what was ordered. So, That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. we're going to charge you on what you get through. So it's 11 and a half bottles of sherry, <laughs> at just over a pound each. I hadn't each. noticed that until you just... Yeah. I just thought there's like, I can imagine one person going like, I can't finish a whole bottle. Mm. <laughs> um, one bottle of martini cocktail that was almost two pounds. That must have been for my mum. Sundry bar drinks, which was just over a pound. So there's obviously somebody that didn't drink sherry. Yeah. 
maybe someone who wanted a beer. Bearing that my dad was a rugby player. And how many pints of lager could you have got for what one and two? Well, just over one. I don't know what that. How to read you struggle that? Struggle with that one. But there's three, isn't there? There's there's one decimal point, two decimal point, six. Is yeah. that one? What's that? How do you read that? The, the problem is that in these days there was two hundred and forty pennies in a pound. Oh. What's wrong with us? <laughs> Whoever decided that, <laughs> let's have a simple system. What do America do? They have a hundred cents in a dollar. Let's have two hundred and forty. Had to have been a conservative government, and yeah. make it so complicated. And then the final one was cigarettes. I love that at the wedding reception they actually built. You were able to buy cigarettes. Yeah, as and part the, of the package. And the, <laughs> the groom was going to pay for. What them. I really love is that there's no, there's no rent. There's no room rent. No, or anything. there's no food. Did, <laughs> That's a good point. This is a wedding reception. The wedding breakfast with Sherry. Um, We mentioned it before. I'm like remarkably proud of Bristol. I love Bristol. Mm. Um, I've travelled a lot. I think it's a fantastic city. Sometimes it's a little bit up itself because we think we're a little bit better than others. Do you know what I mean? We're we're always like a little bit more trendy or a little bit more left field or a little bit more, you know, and we've Mm. got Banksy, so therefore. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a book called weird bristol um yeah and so i'm this isn't actually from the book but this this is just a slightly better reading so i'm going to just they've got an instagram account as well haven't they yeah they have mm-hmm. yeah so just bear with this this is just taking the hatchet in which is why i showed the i, I showed it because i think it was cute yeah. so back in the 1970s the aptly named hatchet pub on frogmore street was always full of bikers it was a real no-go area it was it was a it was a rough old pub there were punch-ups galore blah 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 in previous centuries, the hatchet was frequented by the gnarliest, that's a nice word, the gnarliest pirates in all of Bristol. Bristol did have a, quite a reputation for pirates, football clubs, mm. um, known as the pirates. Okay. It, has, it has a very good Not real fairy. pirates. Yeah, yeah, real pirates. Okay. Pieces of eight. Long John Silver was written <laughs> in Bristol, in the, in the Long Land Dog Oh, you in Bristol. Everything, so everything was made yeah. in Bristol, wasn't it? It all started in Bristol. God. It did. Everything. Nothing happened in the Midlands. <laughs> The persistent rumour is that the door of the hatchet is covered in human skin. Mm, I think I've heard that one. The skin is meant to have been flayed off pirates by some other pirates and then used to upholster the door. (laughs) Whether this was done as a warning or simply to make use of a very durable material (laughs) is not recorded. Um, Pirate skin is particularly durable, is it? And gnarly, yeah. It's got to be, isn't it? Barnacles on it and all sorts. But that's the thing. Isn't the hatchet the oldest pub in the world? Yeah, Bristol. (laughs) Pubs were invented in Bristol. Yeah. No, but it is. It's like 15. Yeah, it's old. Yeah. Should we um, should we get some proper facts? Not proper. I mean, you're not like yours weren't, but. So the building dates from 1606. Okay. It's pretty old. Yeah. Next. <laughs> I just like the idea, firstly, that someone took the skin off a pirate. Yeah. And then went to the landlord and went, I've just got this yeah. skin. And he went, can you just shove it on the front door? Yeah. <laughs> Needs a, needs a lick of paint, yeah. I think. We've had our first feature as a podcast. We have. On discoverpods.com, which was nice. And they gave us a little bit of... Feedback? Yeah. <laughs> You're still crying. You did take it personally, didn't you? I did. Uh, you were kind of right to point out that I probably shouldn't have done. Mm. But I can't help it. Mm. I, care, I care about things so much. <laughs> Uh, they wrote a nice little thing saying um, they're very open with one another, facing the stereotype of men not sharing their feelings head on while exploring meditation, stress, aging and more. Exchanges can be rambling. That could have been that could have been taken. <laughs> but that's meant as a positive. That wasn't, that wasn't the bit. Oh, see, I, mean, I think you've just got a positive mindset. Rambling. I mean, we, we, we openly admit we ramble and we're, we're boring. We're not succinct, are we? No. 
Well, fairly capricious as well in some of the stuff. Mm, big word. Thank you. Uh, Do you know what it means? <laughs> no. Okay. Come well, on. not entirely. No. I could have a guess, but then it looks silly. Well, it's more me that we can change from one mood to the other sort of uh, thing. Fickle. Yeah. Mm. A bit sort of all sweetness and light and then I'm biting at you. But just share the bit. I, d I think you misread their representation about the volume. I'll come into that bit. Okay. Uh, so exchanges can be rambling with episodes upwards of 50 minutes long, but they are a great pair to keep listeners company. Uh, as Damo and Mark say, we're all a work in progress and this podcast is no exception. I do say that hmm. at the beginning of every Repeated podcast. Yeah. <laughs> they strive to be the best versions of themselves. I suppose we do. Resulting in wonderful and deep conversations listeners can learn from. Their voices, here we go. Hmm. Their voices can be hard to hear. So make sure to get comfy, settle in, and turn your speakers up. And you read that as... I can't fucking hear a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Production it, shit. Yes. <laughs> I um, did, I did. Yeah. I, I, all, I, I can read that back and I still, I still can't take anything else away from it. Um, and you went, oh, it's quite nice. And it's a little bit like, oh, just pull up, but you know, get comfy, mm. light the fire, sit back, have a nice... You could take it at that, but I was like, I've worked so hard on the sound. <laughs> But and, and, the, and the mastery yeah. and stuff and but we have said sometimes and i, I sometimes but, if i'm listening back i think you could have a little bit more not necessarily intonation i think we both have intonation mm -hmm. but i think it could maybe be a bit more whoopy sometimes it's not a, not it's a not brand, a bag, no. no but i can no. see their point yeah do you know I, what I mean like I, hey do you know what i mean it's like <laughs> <laughs> don't i just clipped Talking about sound, I've got to sort that out now. He's blown someone's speakers out. That's my beta blockers. <laughs> that's the opposite my, effect. That's my adrenaline. Are you sure you're day. taking the right pill? Give me no, that's what's written on the better uppers. You're taking uppers <laughs> rather than downers, aren't you? Anyway. Um, okay, work life ballet. So, technology and our health. This, yeah. um, we're talking about your Garmin in the two episodes ago. Mm. Uh, and your heart mm. and um you said it would be good to kind of maybe talk about that mm. so here we are <laughs> that's what we do right well um, it's also it made, it made me think of a quote that you said a couple of podcasts ago when we were talking about filming taking groceries for our you know grandparents or whatever oh, right, yeah. and you were saying if it's not on strava it doesn't happen and <laughs> there is still list. that and i was yeah. listening to a guy on rich roll's podcast um the podcast was almost three hours and it was this guy rambling telling the story of his life and i thought i've got a few stories i mean i even dropped in netball coach and you just like even didn't even blink at that one yeah. but um Doesn't yeah this, surprise me. <laughs> this guy had three hours of his life it was you know he had done everything but he was mentioning now that when he runs the the the, the mindfulness so he's doing stuff around mindfulness and running and saying running the event of running was his mindfulness, taking in, yep. exactly as we said, taking in nature. So he doesn't run with headphones. He doesn't record his runs. And so his attitude to runs has changed. Old school. He's still trying. <laughs> yeah. He's still trying to enter a marathon and run less than three hours. He's trying to be the yeah. best he can be. But the run itself is a mindful experience. Yeah. Because what he was saying is you're almost, where is this bit that the, each run has to be better than the one before? Yeah. You know, we don't do that yeah. in every other part of our life we constantly yeah. have to improve um i think that's kind of the, the vibe i was probably mentioned i think i said about it by measuring something you're changing the result yes. you're changing yes. the result yeah just just reading about kind of wearables and where it's going in the market and thing you like well there's amazing advances mm. in what they're able to find out yeah we'll touch on your thing in a minute but 
Um, I'll touch your thing in a minute. <laughs> it's a different podcast. <laughs> um, but it's like, it's all this good stuff. And it's like, yes, but like everything else with tech, it's the application and that kind of natural balance it finds on its own, which is often a real distortion of, of what it was originally made for versus what it's suddenly been adopted for. Yeah. Well, it's just just reinforcing what you just said. It's that bit around as soon as the measurement happens, everything changes. Mm. So it was like blood pressure. One of the things is yeah, the white coat syndrome. Yeah. That when you go into hospital, your, high, your blood pressure is higher because you're in hospital. Yeah. Um, in that case of training and you were, you were having a bit of a spike, I think. Yeah. And you're looking at it and you're going, I need to stop looking at it. Yeah. And you had the, the one on your finger as well. You were yeah. doing your yeah. uh, blood oxygen as well. And you were going, I think this is just making it all worse. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get into the habit of, you know, you're into a bit of a, a bit of a spiral yeah. then, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. It's a vicious cycle of my heart rate's high. Yeah. And I'm now just... I know it's high. <laughs> it's going to go high. Worrying about it. Yeah. 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 Wearable technology in healthcare includes electronic devices that consumers can wear, like Fitbits and smartwatches, and are designed to collect the data of users' personal health and exercise. U.S. consumer use of wearables jumped from 9% in 2014 to 33% in 2018, according to Accenture. According to Business Insider Intelligence research, the total installed base of fitness tracker and health-based wearables in the U.S. will grow at an annualized rate of 10% to surpass 120 million by 2023. Uh, The upward trend in wearable fitness technology will influence the decision of insurers, health providers and companies to take advantage of the benefits of wearable health monitoring devices. Insurers can lessen the rising cost per patient by using wearables as a means of increasing customer life value. Wearable technology incentivizes behavior that reduces hospital visits and readmissions due to poorly managed personal health. Companies are also seeing benefits of offering wearable health care technology to employees, according to Business Insider. Healthier corporate culture is shown to reduce employee turnover. Employers who offer five or more well-being best practices had an average turnover of 18% compared to 29% to those that offer two or fewer. But have loads have of you heard the new them. Amazon equivalent of Fitbit? No, have they got their own? Mm-hmm. All right. The new Amazon equivalent of Fitbit, which is almost, it just looks like a bit like a tag that I used to put on a fender's ankles back in the day. But okay. it records your voice and how you speak, as in the moods you used. Right. Like if you spoke happily or crossly or... Right. And then it lets you know well, how when you spoke in a certain way. So if you got, if you spoken with anger it go oh yeah sensing you, you're a little bit angry yeah and it records it's it like, and yeah, I fucking shares know. it as well. now i'm really fucking angry yeah don't tell me how to do <laughs> no, i'm livid <laughs> you are feeling livid at that's a fucking no <laughs> <laughs> and so you, forth you need to calm down a bit you need to calm down <laughs> isn't that the worst thing if some if a, if a bit of tech tells you to calm yeah. down yeah it's back to my calm app i would literally smash the hell out of it i would again i'm getting actually i've got really i've gone angry just thinking about that whole thing almost like my press-ups from out of breath <laughs> let's have a very quick look at, is the amazon equivalent of fitbit that's how it's been sold and it records and you can turn this off but the default is it records your voice and the intonation and basically goes you were very smiley earlier or so yeah there's some really good stuff about wearables yeah um and we can plug them into our health scheme at work and everyone gets benefits off off mm. the back of it um so the, the healthier they are the more steps they do the more activities they do the more incentives they get the but in, they interesting get you mentioned that in the last podcast you were start starting to say i'm going to go for walks in the morning mm. but but the the push wasn't 
saving a bit of money on <laughs> your insurance. Get, it was yeah, like, or to get a free coffee from yeah, <laughs> whatever the providers yeah. are. You're yeah, doing not, it for your peace of mind or your yeah, you know, control over your environment. Yeah, I think some some people are driven by that. Yeah, and like I said, is that you know, the, the technology is so good and the amount of things it is. We'll talk about what it's monitoring in a minute for you, but I've I've read you know it's there's even trials into wearables uh, monitoring your sweat for glucose intake yeah, uh, and yeah. all sorts of things. So you think, well, how far is it actually going to go? Well, Apple six watches do ECGs now. They do. Yeah. Without the need for all those stickers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And they are, I mean, I have an ECG machine that I put on the back of my, okay. um, but it's like a separate unit, but yeah, they're built into Apple six and that might be now this, I love my smartwatch that I've got and it's really good for my, monitoring mm. my heart, but I'm sort of thinking, Maybe I need the ECG. Okay. As, so that's a that, that is a good selling point. Yeah. Mm. Um, just a quick cover off the the things it can do for people who don't know about wearables. Um, so prevention of diseases and maintenance of health. So um, this is quite good. I didn't realise, but fall identification and prevention. So vulnerable people who who are likely to fall yes. over and yes. and can send alarms yeah. to people. And yeah. that's really clever. Uh, physical activity and interaction monitoring, mental status monitoring, sports medicine weight control and monitoring um, public education and specific disorders. Cancer survivors, I think cancer survivors statistically are less active after, right. you know, yeah. I guess after recovery and all that kind of yeah. thing. Patients with strokes, patients with brain and spinal cord injuries, chronic pulmonary patients, heart disorders, blood disorders, diabetes, care management, Parkinson's disease, autism, depression, etc. The list is yeah. long in terms of yeah. all the things that it can cover. And obviously as the technology gets better, it's only going to improve yeah. the, the, the quality of the data. Um, and obviously there's some massive companies. So the four big tech companies, Alphabet, who is basically Google, Amazon, Apple, and Microsoft, um, are accelerating their pursuit of the healthcare market and they're starting to hone their strategies in on specific corners of that ecosystem. So everyone can understand the benefits and this obviously, and the, the potential revenues involved. I mean, I know how you feel about kind of gathering data on individuals. This yeah. is another level, isn't it? So not just where you are, you know what I mean what you might be doing your level just your levels of activity but yeah. they could get to the point where they'll start to send you certain medication or treatments or whatever based on exactly and what's I'm, going I'm all in favor of that I like, mean, your, your coffee machine in terms of yeah, yeah. Knowing, knowing when what time you're having the coffee and what kind of coffee you're having and all that kind of thing yeah. and the temperature of the water it is that but for your body and, and that makes perfect sense like as we are in lockdown now I need to change my medication I'll get a telephone call that's what I've been offered. Mm. Um, okay. And on, so on Monday, when I change my medication, instead of going into a doctor and saying, this is my situation, this is what I want, and him maybe listening to my heart, I'm going to have to do a telephone conversation. Well, if I was able to download things like my heart rate, yeah. I mean, I'll explain it to him, but if if they trusted the you know, your watch or whatever element it is, if they trusted that enough that the quality was good, yeah. and so the ECG from the Apple machine just gets fired through to the doctor, yeah. Then, then there's massive savings there. You don't yeah. need to, to have someone do an ECG if Apple can do it that well. I mean, you have to, I guess, guess that it's, or, 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 or rely that it's a good enough quality. Mm -hmm. I think the bit I was just mentioning to you, um, I don't know why we say off air. I can just say the thing I was mentioning <laughs> to you. <laughs> but the new voice monitoring tool in the Amazon Halo, which is very competitively priced, it's like cheaper than a Fitbit. I didn't know about this. But it has a membership, which I think is brilliant because we've been talking before about um, this idea of, what is it, small? So basically you pay like some podcasts. Micropayments? Micropayments, okay. yeah. So so Amazon have got a brilliant one here. So you basically, the lost leader is the 
the band, the halo band that you put around your wrist, yeah. and then you pay a small membership right. to, to unlock. And, and oh, Is that the, the, the $4 per month or $3.99 yeah, a month? Yeah. So what but, does it do? So within, this is my understanding, and I've only just literally found out about this, and I'm surprised it wasn't more of a, a thing. It's a new voice monitoring tool on these halos called Tone, and Amazon promised that it, it knows what happiness sounds like, and this new tracking, you two can sound happy. So what it does is analysing the way you speak so that you can try and improve the way you come across. So on Halo, you can actually opt in. It's set as the default that it does monitor it, so it's more opt-out than opting in, I think. But it sounds like it's the only thing it does, right? No, it's like a Fitbit. It does body composition. It does probably does a bit more than a Fitbit, actually. It does other stuff. Okay. But it... You can opt in to let it sample snippets of your speech throughout the day or turn it on for up to 30 minutes at a time and you get a detailed report on how you sounded in a particular conversation. And so one of the marketing that I was saying is that you go for an interview, you turn your halo on, it'll come back and say you came across as, you know, arrogant or friendly or whatever. <laughs> I'm not getting one. <laughs> yeah. um, powered by AI algorithms, it's designed to detect the positivity and energy in human voices and purports to offer users feedback on their tones so they can improve their communication skills and relationships. Right. So the AI model to be able to, disc, you know, to look at someone's voice and be able to, you know, does it get sarcasm and irony and, you know, all that <laughs> sort of thing. Um, but I'm, I've immediately gone to what your default probably normally is, which is, aren't they just getting loads and loads of extra data from us in terms of, because the voice activation, that's all what they're about in terms of Alexa and everything, yeah. massive on yeah. voice and AI. Yeah. Aren't they, isn't that just another way of sampling as many people as they can? And we're all paying for their own research. I mean, that's the other thing. You're buying this thing, then you're paying $4 a month. Yeah, yeah. You're paying them to do research on you effectively. Well, because some, arguably, what what really is the benefit there? But also the accuracy. A couple of professors of psychology have written one one from a University of New York has said our perception of a happy voice sounds like depends or varies depending on culture, gender, ethnicity, and yeah. other personal factors. And like quite often, I can be ecstatically happy, and I still sound like a grumpy sod. So it's it's. I don't think AI is going to be able to get those nuances of. Yeah. It can be a general sort of you know. Sounds very invasive. And yeah. Kind of, you know, is it just constantly telling you? I mean, again, back to distractions and my simplify, simplify, simplify. Isn't that just more more things we're adding in here? But it, as more an individual, if you go back, about. yeah, you look and go, oh, this band around my wrist doesn't think I was very positive. And then so mm. things like self-doubt and self-examination come. It's just constantly criticizing yeah. you, are, yeah. isn't it? And so what if you sound really positive? You might not be. Yeah, you okay, might be putting this, it on. Oh, this is the perfect yeah. time for sounding pissed off, actually, because this person yeah. needs to hear what I've got to say and I'm not very happy about yeah, it. Yeah. You're not being very positive. No, it's no. not. This this situation requires anger. Yeah. I'm trying to get some raspberries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, again, it does sound very invasive. You're right. And that the point we were just going to mention in terms of the positivity around recording of my heart, the interesting thing was last night, weighted blanket, I'm getting fantastic sleep. Really, really good sleep. Okay. But my watch is telling me that I'm getting... 99% deep sleep. Right. Now, I am sleeping well. <coughs> Bullshit. <laughs> but I don't think you can get 99% deep sleep. No. But it's... I mean, I, I, I'm going to take some of what you're taking, if that's the case. <laughs> but maybe this is where the fallibility that comes that, you know, mm. for an average person in an average situation, but somebody else who's got, you know, a health condition or is taking high levels of medication, yeah. it's almost maybe the watch can't quite keep up with the signal that's been given. So its interpretation is... 
yeah you know you're basically comatose yeah um, yeah which is ironic because my heart is racing so yeah. i don't know whether or unless it works out that if it's racing steadily at a steady pace yeah it might there's no variation at all that's right yeah. might think it probably thinks you're asleep yes maybe yeah so i think there is there is limits on how accurate some of these mm. these things are yeah i guess in terms of positivity not in terms of me speaking positively but in terms of the information is that the last two occasions this week so i've been in hospital twice and both times i have the first thing i've used is my watch mm. and my phone to back up the argument that i'm making yeah so I think I told you the second time I went in, um, it was a junior doctor and she's, I said about my heart rate and it was 107 when she took it and she said, that's not too bad. And I went, it is. <laughs> and she said, she must have just read Google. This was worrying because when she looked at what I said I had, she said, the average person's heart rate is between 60 and 100. And I went, that's a range. And maybe if you had... A medical condition or you were morbidly obese your heart rate might be 100 mm. but i'm an athlete and a pt so let's take the guess that i'm at the lower end of that yeah so if my average resting heart rate is 55 and i'm 107 that's double mm. but her thing was well the range is 60 to 100 <laughs> so you're only seven outside the range and it was really interesting and she was yeah. saying to me it isn't that bad. She said, like, lots of people have at 100. And I went, but what, look at the, the patient. Time. Yeah, <laughs> this is 24 hours a day and yeah. at rest. Yeah. When I then got the, the phone out and said, you know, this, look at this graph. Right, okay. And it became a visual demonstration. Yeah. It was, yeah, there's a lot of red there. And then I flicked back and I said, before my heart went into here, mm. it's all blues and greens. Yeah. And as soon as she saw that, it gave credibility to what I was saying. Yeah. And she accepted it. Um, and then the next doctor that came in asked to see it as well. So I think that's the positive message. I think if if these continue to improve and the data continues to be that accurate, mm. then this is going to save medical people having... You don't need to go to doctor for an ECG yeah. if, if your watch does it. And, and that's a of, massive saving. Um, I was going to read this stat. With a global wearable device market anticipated to reach 19.5 billion in 2021, wearable technology has the momentum to dramatically alter our current healthcare economics, replacing just one in five outpatient consultations and home health visits with digital visits would save about $40 billion a year in healthcare costs. Mm. That's what they reckon. Yeah, that's um, awesome. Uh, in a study involving patients with implantable cardiovascular devices, remote monitoring decreased healthcare costs for those patients by 25%. If wearables were to replace even a few of the many costly gold standard tests and services mentioned um, in this review, which I can put a link to, it becomes clear that this kind of combined saving could effectively reduce much of the healthcare burden. I mentioned to you a little while ago, and you know I love to, to you come out with the facts and I go, I know somebody. <laughs> it's the way I go. Yeah. I've got an anecdote about that. <laughs> yeah. um, but yes, one of my clients was demonstrating similar symptoms to me in terms of heart oh, palpitations. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he had a smartwatch and I just asked to look and there was direct comparisons with mine. And I wasn't giving a diagnosis, but I said but, I yeah. would have concerns that there's a big similarity. Um, anyway, long story short... He went down and had not the same condition as me, but similar. Um, and they treated him slightly different to me. And what they did was put in a small implant in his chest that sent his heart rate to a computer cool. uh, in the hospital. And basically, 
when it went high, they could have a little look and go, no, that's all right. It's just been there for a minute. He's cool. But if it went too long, he could get a call. Um, I think he might have had an app on his phone as well. Right, okay. Wow. But they could go, no, he's in trouble. We need to give him a shout and look at him. And But you think the savings on that, you don't need to go for regular checkups. Yeah. Tiny little thing in his chest. Or if um, you feel bad, they could, you know, I mean, it's all about having the data in the right place and the yeah. same systems. Because I've saw you could, you could ring someone and go, and I've got your stats here right in front of me. Yeah. Yeah, it would be amazing, wouldn't it? So this but, is a lot of positive stuff. It isn't just no, it a Strava run, is it? Yeah, it's, and I've, a, I mean, there might be elements of how, you know, how much you check it. Is that causing extra yeah, anxiety yeah. in that thing? But, you know, broadly, instinctively, it feels like the pluses outweigh the minuses. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, yeah, it's uh, good stuff. Okay. So lifting in lockdown in Drop and Give Me 20, uh, part two. Squats. This mean I've got to get off and do. No, you oh, don't. I'm, I'm off the hook. Are you doing them this week? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not moving. <laughs> you got doctor's notes. Not fair. Yeah. My death on your conscience. Although it might, might help. Uh, can I eat this um, caramel biscuit that's in front of me? No, we don't eat during. What's that over there? Half-eaten chocolate tunnocks. In I'm not going to eat on air. This. Mm. No, I have to edit all the chomping out. <laughs> <laughs> um. This is this is going to be two or three minutes. It's this, cool. this is simplify. Simpl- no. The tautology klaxon will come out yeah. again, won't it? No, and this this is a shameless promotion. I asked Amelia um, before we started today, could I use this? And she said, fine. So promoting Amelia again. Unbelievable. She's got about 40 million followers anyway. We could do with a few of those. <laughs> So one of the things that I think is overcomplicated in physical fitness is that there are only a certain number of actual moves. So the moves you have are push, pull, and lift. Mm-hmm. And we often talk about that when we're, we're working out. So yeah. if you were doing certain exercise, I'll say this is a push and explain which way you're going to breathe and, and things like that. And a lot of the lower body come under the, the heading of, of lifts rather than pushes and pulls. Okay. Mills PT was with us on the 15th, and there's no point reinventing this and me trying to do a dodgy video of me <laughs> squatting badly, or you. We'd all like, yeah, we'd yeah. prefer to watch her do it. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to write out a little bit like we did with the triceps, a very basic five-minute workout, and then we'll do a link to Amelia doing these exercises yeah. so you can look, look like. at form. Great. The, the reason why you have PTs, or there's a number of reasons why you have PTs, but one of the things is being very strict on form. Mm-hmm. So just to, to say to someone, right, do 30 seconds of squats without knowing what they look how like. They look yeah, like. Sure. So when it's in the show notes, the link to the video, look at things like, so I'm just looking at this now, look at the way that Amelia's squatting, look at the footwear that she's using and her feet, you know, take that on. So the first one simply is going to be squats. Yep. Great exercise, compound exercise. Also, for those on weight loss, it actually burns calories after you finish doing it. So that's a bonus. Yeah. There are other exercises that Amelia is doing on here, but we're not going to do those. We're just going to do yeah. these three basic exercises. We'll say the reps, the timings, mm-hmm. same as the triceps. Cool. But have a look at these to make sure your form's good. Perfect. And that's where we'll go. Okay. What have you got? Um, preparation is key. <laughs> what does it prevent? Piss poor performance. Is it the five P's? Don't know. I've been perfect. Uh, preparation prevents piss, piss poor, poor performance. performance. There you go. Five P's. There's a little takeaway for someone. 
So I got <laughs> I got um, a text from a client. I'd sent something about, um, actually about what I called a home workout program. Mm. So over lockdown, it wasn't related to what we've been talking about today and last podcast. It was about what I'm going to do with my clients. Um, so it sounds like a great idea. And we were talking about Zoom. And the guy said, also, just listen to your podcast. Interesting, interesting. But in particular, I smile at your trips to the range for funny or inspirational quotes. Mm -hmm. I actually have one such sign, which I bought from the tat shop at Centre Parks. It makes me smile. And it says... I'm just amazed that there's a tat shop at this uh, Centre Parks. (laughs) Is there anything they don't have at Centre Parks? I've never been. Sounds ace. You've never been to Centre Parks? No, never been. Yeah, Yeah. no, it's good. Costly. I I always think it's like the Truman Show. Yes, or Stepford Wives. Is it? <laughs> yeah, no, it is. You are being. Is it like you're just in a new, you walk into a new world? I think most of the like, trees hey, are active. Yeah, yeah, everybody's happy. Okay. Yeah, right. no, there's a lot of that. Oh, okay. Yeah. And his sign was, what if the hokey cokey really is what it's all about? <laughs> so. Good. And it sometimes makes me think there's things that we might sort of mildly criticize, and people are listening and smiling and thinking. He's taking the fist out of me. <laughs> I have it. But then you have those signs, don't you? But um, <laughs> I'd burn all the signs this bonfire night. Research. You know when you research something, you just want an answer. And then Normally Google not. will give you 70 answers. Yeah. I read something that the flame on a candle doesn't cast a shadow. Right. Mind blown. And? Someone had said about it. I think it's true. Of course it casts a shadow. It's light. If you shine a light on a flame, it doesn't cast a shadow. Does any fire? I don't think it does, because it, it retracts or refracts. I haven't, okay, I haven't researched it. I'm just throwing it's it shining light at light, isn't it? Yeah. Probably it's shines it back. Okay, so I'm just, it's not good for a podcast, is it? Just, just thinking about what you've, people mm. listening to me think about what you're talking <laughs> about. Um. I don't know what to do with that. No, okay. I do, no, I'd like to, I feel like I need to do something. Or well, maybe do it next time then. Dispel it or uh, go, oh, that's very interesting, thank you very much. My life is more complete now. Um, you have a poem about cookies. So I'm just going to read it in the style of Jack and Ori. Great. I think a lot of people will have heard this, um, but I don't care. It's called The Cookie Thief. A poem about how oblivious we can be to how wrong we can be. Mm. But it's done in a positive way. That's that's all over. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's by Valerie Cox. I don't know why they call it a poem. It isn't. A woman was waiting at an airport one night with several long hours before her flight. And maybe that's why it's a poem. Because it's literally got rhyming couplets in it. Okay. So. Genius. This this is a poem. (laughs) Valerie. (laughs) Your life's work. Yeah. A woman was waiting at an airport one night with several long hours before her flight. She hunted for a book in the airport shops, bought a bag of cookies and found a place to drop. She was engrossed in her book but happened to see that the man sitting beside her, as bold as could be, grabbed a cookie or two from the bag in between, which she tried to ignore to avoid a scene. So she munched the cookies and watched the clock as the gutsy cookie thief diminished her stock. She was getting more irritated as the minutes ticked by, thinking if I wasn't so nice I would blacken his eye. With each cookie she took, he took one too. When only one was left, she wondered what he would do. With a smile on his face and a nervous laugh, he took the last cookie and broke it in half. He offered her half as he ate the other. She snatched it from him and thought, Oh brother, this guy has some nerve and he's also rude. Why didn't he even show any gratitude? 
She had never known when she'd been so galled and sighed with relief when her flight was called. She gathered her belongings and headed to the gate, refusing to look back at the thieving ingrate. She boarded the plane and sank in her seat, then sought a book which was almost complete. As she reached in her baggage, she gasped with surprise. There was a bag of cookies in front of her eyes. If mine are here, she moaned in despair, the others was his, and he tried to share. Too late to apologise, she realised with grief that she was the rude one, the ingrate, the thief. Bravo. It's all right, isn't it? Yeah, I like it. I like that. It's like <laughs> cliched but not cliched, and it's, yeah. that happens to us. It happens. It does, more and more, <laughs> daily. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it is that bit around, we start off thinking we're in the right, mm. and then there's no sort of retrospection. There's no sort of, let me just look at this again. What made me think of this was came to a place in the road last night where there's um, the road narrows, but there's nobody's right of way. There isn't like a big arrow one way. So I stopped and I flashed the car to come. And then he flashed me. And my first thought was, for fuck's sake, I've just flashed you. You should should thank me. So he's flashing. Then I thought, we're going to go at the same time and crash. (laughs) Anyway, I thought, I'll just go. Yeah. So I drove past him. floor it? I'd have floored it. Yeah. (laughs) But I didn't flash him to say thank you because in my head... You'd already done it. I've already done the first flash. I thought you were you to act. So as I drove by, he slammed his horn on. <laughs> so what had happened is uh-huh. two people... Yeah, he probably hadn't seen you. ...had been nice <laughs> to each other. No, you first, no you. No, fuck you, no, fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> and that just reminded me of that poem. It was like we've yeah, gone from both brilliant. being nice to each other to both hating each other. And that was the same. So I just like that poem. That is really good. Thank you. Oh, we have forgot one thing. Tell me. And it's behind you. Oh, yeah. I don't know how we integrate this in. Um, do you want me to hold it up? Or do you I want to see if I can fit in it. Why do you... Because you said I was too fat to. I didn't use those words. You did. You, you didn't have to. Too tall. <laughs> You're five foot 11 and three quarters. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you can, you can that, I mean, that is quality. Uh, so That's Mark is now holding. Uh, I think I've seen you wear that. You've been out on a night with that, right? No, because Fiona, it's like... Oh, that is itchy, isn't it? So Mark's holding up his um, 80s mohair jumper. Is that the only one left from that? Well, that's the only one I knitted. I didn't keep the ones that I sold because other people wanted to keep them. It's traditionally what happens in commerce. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't didn't have any leftover stock, no. No, thank you. We were in demand. Smart ass. Yeah. Uh, It's nice. Thank you. I don't think I would fit it. No. Too ripped. <laughs> not. Um, that was nice, wasn't it? I'm not even going to put it on. I'm not going to put it on, no. Why? When's the last time you put it on? 1986. <laughs> you probably go and fit it looking at you. Can you fit probably, it. I don't think you could. I think Why? you're too big. No. I think you're too fat to get the top. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you are. You hold it up, it looked like a little kiddie's t- jumper. Maybe. I don't know where you're going with this. It wasn't. I just no. you bought okay. it. It's just going to sit on the side, yeah. and no one's going to put I, it on. It's a I, jumper. That's what they're made for. I don't think podcasts and jumpers mix. Well, maybe people haven't. You know, I think we're pushing boundaries. <laughs> yeah. I think but we've forget- exhausted the boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> They'd uh, rather have Brian than my jumper. Bet Brian would fit that. Yeah, and look better than we do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you think he'll come back for a second one? Now he will. We need it for our now, ratings. Now he's got... Now he's got... On side. <laughs> you just mentioned a name. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you have to beep that out. 
<laughs> we yeah, haven't had a beep. Yeah, I think you I will do a beep. <laughs> That's it for this episode. Well done for getting this far and thanks for listening. All links and references will be in our show notes. Please make sure you subscribe to us via your podcasting app. And if you are enjoying this podcast and feel you get something from it, then please do tell your friends, family, colleagues and help us spread the word. Give us a follow on Instagram at I'm Finecast and send us your feedback and questions to our email, which is I'm Finecast at gmail.com. So in the next episode, I want to follow up on Deep Fake. Mm-hmm. Should have finished Nina's book by then. Yeah. And part three of Lifting in Lockdown, which will be the stability. Stability and balance. And I would like this piece of paper here that I've been hiding. I would like to refer to this because we can park this. This is somebody advertising, trying to sell me a service whilst insulting me oh brilliant <laughs> they've they've missed a trick you don't insult the people you're trying to get oh, to buy exciting. your product that's a so, nice tease for yes. the next episode but like to the point of like they're taking the piss out of me and asking me to buy something so i don't know you're gonna i want to know as you tell everybody else I don't yeah know. no I won't. i'll hide I have it to hide it cool all right we'll see you all in the next episode bye okay bye bye